Welcome to the Caregiver's Toolbox, tools for everyday caregiving. We provide education and information on senior care topics. Here's your host, Ryan McGinnis. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Caregiver's Toolbox, tools for everyday caregiving. We will give you information and education on senior care topics. My name is Ryan McAniff. I am here with Janet. Janet, how are you? I am awesome, Ryan. Excellent. And before we get into our topic today, our little plug, go see us on YouTube, Caregiver's Toolbox. You can find us online at, what's going on with Jackson, mwhomecare.com. You heard somebody outside, I think. Yeah. You can find us online at mwhomecare.com. And then finally, I am on Twitter at Get Big Red. So you can find me there. The reason it's called Get Big Red is because I'm very tall and very big and I have red hair. So there we go. Janet, what are we talking about today? Well, this is a, a little more of, you know, not one of those juicy above the fold kind of things that we often talk about. But mm-hmm. I think it's something that is is a little bit of a, a food for thought. And uh, when I talk about things that don't make it above the fold, um, I was reading an article that was put out by the National Library of Medicine and the uh, National Institute of Health, which I know sounds dry and boring and to some degree in my position it is, but it's good to know what's going on. Absolutely. And this was about taste and smell as people age. And just like not above the fold in the article, it was saying it's often overlooked because it's not critical to life. Yeah. You don't have to be able to smell and you don't have to be able to taste to function. Um, But the reality is the people that lack the ability to taste and smell are... um, There are increased rates of gas poisonings and gas explosions. And, of course, not too far from here, we had gas explosions because of mains. Um, I wouldn't know anything about that. (laughs) My girlfriend was affected by that. (laughs) Big time. Um, They they don't smell it. So, and as people get, um, you know confused or not paying attention when they get older, you know, they they don't shut the gas off on the gas stove. We have a number of clients where family has disconnected the gas. Um, Appetite suppression. They they lose weight. They get malnourished. And they they then lose their, um, some of their immunity. So they're more susceptible to disease and and sickness and flus and all kinds of things. And it's because they can't taste it. So it's like, why eat? You know, it's putting gas in the tank when they eat something. Um, when people lose a sense of taste and smell, it increases their consumption of salt and sugar. Yeah. They have more of it, so it has some taste. Which it, is not good for people on special diets or just in general. Putting a bunch of salt on your food is not exic- exactly the ideal solution. Yep. Somebody did some study somewhere and, you know, people that, uh, I don't know what brand it was, but there was some brand of soup that the elderly in this community loved. And somebody read the label, it was a canned soup. It had two to three times more salt in the soup than any of the other brands. And they could taste it, so they liked it. Do you want to be eating three times the salt? I don't think so. Um, Also, there's anxiety and depression, and they get anxious because they can't taste or smell the food, so you don't enjoy your meal. But they also, you know, as a lot of people age, it's not necessarily a paranoia, but it's a concern that maybe something's wrong. Yeah. I can't taste it like it used to. Um, So, it, you know, it, it is a big deal. And there are some 
illnesses, chronic illnesses, that one of some of the symptoms are a loss of smell or taste. And I won't get into listing what those are because I think it'll scare everybody that doesn't taste or smell like like they would like to. It's like going on WMD uh, and then you have a headache and you find out that you probably have 24 hours to live. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. How do I take this splinter out? I'm going to be septic by supper. Yeah. Um, But one of the nice things was that this article, the goal was to prevent injury related to taste and smell. And they came up with just four things that I think were really simple to follow. And one was uh, to manage this, counseling and reassurance. Now, counseling doesn't mean you have to go to a psychologist or a psychiatrist. Family members can counsel you. It's a matter of being supportive that because someone can't taste, they've been to the doctor, it's you don't have this underlying disease or infection because that's where the anxiety and the fear can build up. So, you know, encouraging people to um, try different things or being supportive that they don't have some fatal illness. Um, In a lot of homes now, they encourage people to have the elderly to have visual gas detection devices. And it's almost like people who are hard of hearing that have um, smoke detectors or whatever, but instead of that sound, it's a flashing or whatever. It's a flashing, right. I mean, they've lowered the sound. My father can't hear a traditional fire um, alarm with his hearing and he he looks at the pets and sees their reaction that's what tells them so um, having one of the big things is that that people can do is have somebody check the refrigerator regularly for spoiled food because when you lose your sense of smell that chicken salad looks fine to you Um, and we have had more clients that have developed upset stomachs and other things. And it's because you open the fridge and we could tell that was old tuna fish, but they couldn't, especially in the summertime or things like eggs or dairy products. Um, And the other thing is to use flavor enhancers. And this article was saying, yes, even salt, because if you've got someone that won't eat because they can't taste and they're 99 years old, having a little extra sodium may not hurt them. You want to talk to your doctor. But one of the things that I read that I figured could be a whole other conversation is their suggestion was MSG. And I think, remember, it wasn't long ago that everybody was like, there's too much MSG in the food and it wasn't labeled and all of that. But that's a flavor enhancer. Yep. You know, and you... Every every Asian place you go to that I see says no MSG added. Absolutely. So it must have been a big... I don't even remember when it was a big deal, but it must have been at some point in time. Yep. And you still, you see labels, no MSG. It's almost as if, I, I felt like it's almost like saying like no asbestos in this house. <laughs> exactly. You know, like, huh, this must have been really bad. Exactly. Or you have people that they grew up or they only eat meat well done. Yeah. And well-done meat does not have the flavor of something that's not as well-done. But those are the very same people that had the A1 steak sauce that they put all over everything. Yep. It's a flavor enhancer. And it's just – A1 is just a bottle of liquid salt, basically. Yeah. You know, you know it's the same as soy sauce or Tabasco sauce. There you go. Salt. So it, it's one of those things that someone's ability – and taste and smell go together. Often someone that cannot taste also cannot smell. Um, I had a friend that said uh, he he was really bummed. He could not have much of a sense of taste or smell. But um, the funny part was when he and uh, and his wife had their little kids, guess who got – 
diaper changing duty yeah. <laughs> because yeah. he couldn't smell it. But um, it's one of those things that, you know, it doesn't hit high in the ranks of, of things that are um, critical to life, but it does affect quality of life. Absolutely. And it's it's important to try and help someone deal with that. Absolutely. And, you know, obviously the, those, those are senses that people take for granted until they're gone. You know, everybody loves going out to have a nice meal and enjoying that and spending that kind of discretionary income on it. But, you know, if you if you don't have the sense and smell anymore, then maybe you're, if that's what you love to do, your social outings don't go out as much exactly. and you become a little bit more lonely and isolated because you can't taste the food anyway. So what's the point of spending the money on going out to eat? And then you end up yep. going to the salty soups and the, the hungry man's or the... the the, French fries, and, yeah, whatever yeah. it might be, and the burgers, and then you're, you know, back to having an unhealthy diet or or whatever it might be. So, it, and it, you know, that's part of aging. And I guess at the end of the day, you'd rather have that happen to you than a long list of other things, right? I'd right. rather lose my sense of smell than my eyesight or or my hearing, but. You know, it's still, there's a reason Unless why. Unless you're a chef, maybe. I guess, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's still one of the, the, the major senses. It's, a, yep. you know, one of those ones that, um, you know, nobody wants to lose. But yeah. I, And I, a subtle I, one, too, that didn't even come up in the article that I read is medications. Yeah. And I've seen that firsthand with family members. It's like, this doesn't, you know, you, you have some special food or whatever that you have during a holiday. And, you know, this doesn't taste like it used to. Well, and it tasted the same to me. Well, the person was on medication that altered the taste. Absolutely. Well, so. that's a good point, Janet. Thank you for bringing that up. I always, I always think that I always feel like you come up with a lot of the food for thoughts. Well, yeah, and a lot of things that you know people wouldn't necessarily think about, and and you know those kind of tips and tricks because you've done it a lot. Where it's like, yeah, if there's spoiled food, that's probably a sign that the the. Uh, you know, those those things are going. I mean, obviously, if the fire alarm has been going for six hours and somebody's just sitting there reading their book like no big deal, that's a screaming red flag. But that's yep. not always how it happens. Usually, you need to look for the smaller, minor yellow flags that you get enough of them. And then you realize, well, this is, leads up to a red flag that I need to start talking to my doctor burning about. burning the toast now. Absolutely. Yep. So, excellent. Well, thank you, Janet. And thank you all for listening. And we will catch you on the next one. Have a good one.